Thanks for joining us and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Periodically, we'll bring you true stories of angelic encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. When we come back, we'll begin our next episode. Thanks for joining us today on the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Today's episode is from an interview that Sid Roth did on his television show, It's Supernatural. The interview is of John Burke. John Burke has interviewed over a thousand people who have died, went to heaven, and returned. I think you'll find this episode enjoyable as well as informative. Welcome to my world, where it's naturally supernatural. My guest was an agnostic engineer that studied over 1,000 people for 35 years that had near-death experiences. Some saw heaven, some saw hell. Now he challenges anyone, anywhere, to disbelieve in life after death after examining his research. Next on It's Supernatural. Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? God ready to bring a tsunami wave of healing onto planet Earth today? Sid Roth has spent over 40 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. I see NDE, near-death experiences, more and more. Uh, What is your definition of a near-death experience, John? Well, it's when someone has a clinical death, like their heart actually stops and then they're resuscitated. In some cases, their brain waves stop. Mm -hmm. Um, They're dead, but modern medicine resuscitates them. In some cases, they're on the verge of death. But what's common is they come back and talk about their experience of a life beyond this life. I interview, I've interviewed doctors, uh, bank presidents, uh, college professors, commercial airline pilots, pastors, little kids, uh, people of all socioeconomic backgrounds, and yet they're consistent. There are commonalities of what they say. And that's what I was trying to do writing Imagine Heaven is tie them together with what the Bible's already told us. 
and you see a picture unfold before you of the life to come. Uh, you know what the thing that just literally blew me away, and after talking with you, I know you too, people born blind? Well, tell me about Vicky. Yeah. Yeah, so in Imagine Heaven, I take about a hundred of the thousand or so near-death experience I studied, and, I, and I'm showing through their eyes what happened and how it fits with the Bible. But the, the ones, there are about three in there of blind people. And I think this is one of the things that have, has convinced skeptics, definitely convinced me. The blind people see. So when they die, like Vicki, um, she was in an auto accident. She'd been blind from birth, never seen. Mm-hmm. She leaves her body, and this is common. They, she's looking down at the site of, of the accident, um, and later she's taken to the hospital, and then she's above the hospital bed, and she doesn't know what it is she's experiencing. She doesn't have words for it. And then she notices there's a ring on this body of this girl she's looking at, and it's her ring, and she recognizes it, and she has long hair, so she recognizes, I must be dead. She didn't know because you feel, they say, more alive than you've ever felt before. So this is this is not less real. This is more real than what we experience here. She's taken then through. uh, She didn't know what to call it. There was light and color and then suddenly none. She comes out on this pastoral like garden area, beautiful grass and trees and flowers and, and a vast number of people. And all the people, and even the the flowers and the leaves and everything, was shining with this light. But the light didn't shine on things. It came out of everything. And she said the light was also love. And so it was like love and light and life coming out of everything. Now, what's fascinating to me is that blind people consistently say what sighted people say, that the light of heaven comes out of everything. Now, how would a blind person ever get that idea? You wouldn't hear it here. Light shines on things, not out of things, right? And commonly, people talk about this welcoming committee of of their friends or relatives or others who had gone on before. Vicki, she grew up in in a home uh, for for blind children. Mm -hmm. And there were two uh, uh, girls, Debbie and Diane, who had died at 9 and age 11. Mm -hmm. She sees them, and they hug, they recognize each other. She said they were in their prime, and they were whole and healthy. And, uh, and then she sees Jesus, and he is brighter than, than any of them, uh, filled with love. She hugs him. The hug, she said, was unlike any hug you've ever experienced. She describes him like we would see Jesus. And then, and then Jesus tells her, it's not your time yet. You must go back. And she goes back, and what's fascinating, she was able to see Debbie and Diane and herself, but she didn't see that because she was blind, and yet she was able to explain it, and the house mother verified it. Uh, In chapter 2 of Imagine Heaven, I write about skeptical doctors in the afterlife, of what convinced so many skeptical oncologists, cardiologists uh, that I studied or that I interviewed, was that many People, when they die, they'll be above the operating table. Like uh, one doctor I interviewed, Dr. Sabum, said uh, this one patient was above the operating table when they, their heart stopped during surgery and noticed that the, the other surgeon there had failed to wear scuffs over his white shoes and described the shoes. Uh, another patient was having, um, had a brain aneurysm. They drained their entire body of all blood, stopped the brain waves, 
covered the eyes, put clickers in the ear to make sure there were no senses at all. And yet she's above the table and is able to describe what went wrong with the procedure and how they had to put something in her artery in her leg, could describe the saw that looked more like a toothbrush with a, a socket set, she said, not what you would think of a saw. How, 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 how do these doctors, again, well, again. How do, how, wait, they have no grid for this. Well, and, and this has been written up in the Journal of the American Medical Association, huh. in Europe's most prestigious medical journal, The Lancet, 900 scholarly publications. And so there is incredible evidence that there is, in fact, life after death. But what I find even more fascinating is when you look, everyone is a bit different and they all have their interpretation of it, because truly it's an experience of life beyond our dimensions. There, there's beauty, there are mountains and trees and flowers, but all of it, they say, they experience not with five senses, more like with 50 senses. <laughs> What I've come to believe is that this experience is the shadow of the real thing. Now, we have it reversed. Most of us hang on to earth right. for dear life, but we should be hanging on to heaven for yeah. dear life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know what I don't like to find out? When we come back, there are so many, and, and this is the greatest apologetic, that there is a heaven. The Bible is true. Jesus is real. By interviewing some thousand people, he found patterns of things that almost uh, all the people had, which then give us real insight into what heaven's like. Do you want to find out a few more of these? <laughs> Be right back. Right back to It's Supernatural. We now return to It's Supernatural. Now, I've interviewed many people that have medically died and, and, and gone to heaven. But you have interviewed so many that you have found certain commonalities. For 35 years, I've studied the Bible, and I've studied these experiences, and, and I want to show that these are like dots of color on the, the bigger picture that the Bible's given us all along. And, the, and that's the picture we've got to hold to, because any one experience can be interpreted many different ways, and they are. But when you listen to what's reported, Commonly, people will leave their body. They have a body. They still are fully themselves, more alive than they've ever felt. But they are able to observe for a little bit what's going on on the, on the scene of their accident or whatever it might have been. And then they're taken. They don't know if it's, they, some say through a tunnel, some say down a path, or different ways of explaining. Do, do, do they experience, when they're hovering, let's say, over their body, do they experience fear? No. Good. <laughs> no, no. I mean, um, generally, it's a peace like you've never known before, but they, they come to a place and different people see different parts. So it's kind of like if, if you landed uh, 100 people across, uh, you know, North Carolina and then gave them five minutes there and said, describe it. Well, they would all describe different bits, but you could start to piece it together. And that's what I try to do in the book, Imagine Heaven, is piece together the picture of what they're saying. Right. And what I found fascinating is how many talked about people in these, these white robes. But, but what I discovered is they're, they're not white robes like we're talking about. They're actually translucent. 
And the reason they're white is it lets, I believe, the glory of God shine through. Hmm. Maybe the, the amount of light and love of Jesus that we allow to shine through us now expands our capacity to experience the life and love and light of God shining through us there. Now, why is it that just about everyone I've interviewed that has had this type of experience did not want to come back? (laughs) Well, because it's the life we were created for. This life is a temporary journey. Um, we are we are finite. We're confined to time and space here. But uh, Jesus said it. He said, "I'm going to prepare a place for you, and I will come back and get you. And you will. There are many dwelling places in my Father's home, and we will always be together. And we will eat, and we will drink. There will be feasts. There will be. It's life. It's not less life. It's more life than we've ever imagined. Aren't you a little worried when people read your book and find out how wonderful heaven is and how verified it is? They're going to want to cut out of this life. I, I actually. <laughs> no, I, I. I really actually am. And, uh, and I would say that if you read and you have that thought, you've got to remember what God said to almost everyone. It's not your time. I still have plans for you. And we, we, we should never short-circuit God's plan. Tell me, what are our bodies like in heaven? What if you go there with pain in your body? Uh, what if you go there with cancer in your body? Consistently. Um, you know, several people I write about uh, had loved ones. One um, uh, guy named Gary uh, had a friend who was decapitated in an auto accident. And he said one of the most uh, wonderful things was as he's coming up to the entrance of the gate of the New Jerusalem, hey. out comes his friend John, you, happy, whole, Good. healthier than he's ever seen, gives him a big hug. And, and God appointed John to take him on a tour of the city. Our welcoming committee kind of but, 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 what about the head? Yeah, he had a head. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was implied in whole and healthy. Okay. Okay. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, how about families? Yeah, I mean, it is the greatest reunion we've ever had. And, and you know. They all get along? Yeah. Well, so <laughs> I write about that. I write about that. You know, one of the commonalities is our communication is perfect. Meaning, um, we speak to one another in complete thoughts, emotions. We understand each other perfectly. I'm told we don't actually speak words. It's like spirit to spirit. Right, but we can speak words. Okay. And, 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 and in fact, we sing songs. One of the fascinating things about the music of heaven, uh, you know, where Paul said, uh, things eye has not seen, we should talk about the colors of heaven, but ear has not heard. The music of heaven, like Betty Maltz talked about how um, she heard all these songs, all in different languages, but she understood all of it. Don Piper, a pastor who's a friend of mine, uh, said it was like listening to a thousand songs from Bach to uh, Queen all at the same time and yet perfectly harmonized. It's music in a new dimension. So we're talking about life, and this is what you need to understand. There's adventure. There are mountains to climb. There's travel that's not limited. So Captain Dale Black, the airline pilot who died, I have a picture of the plane in the L.A. Times. Everyone died in the crash. He resuscitated. 
But isn't it just like God? God has him flying into the New Jerusalem above, and he describes the beauty uh, very much like John did in Revelation 21, these grand mountains behind. But he noticed they were snow-capped, which is fascinating. I hadn't heard that. Hmm. And, and the city wall that stretched side to side, for, he, couldn't, he couldn't see how far. And, and the beautiful landscape of paradise outside the wall of the grass and the trees, and he heard waterfalls and fountains, and, and, and this city with homes, with architecture that was, he couldn't even describe it in words. There was something uh, supernatural about the architecture, he even said. And so you, you, you hear what they have to say, and, and what I try to do is show how they, they show from different angles exactly what the Bible's been telling us all along. Colors, they commonly say colors like you don't have here on earth. So spectacular. That makes perfect sense. The color we see is from the spectrum of the light of the sun. Right. The color there is the spectrum of the light of God. Far beyond anything. Yeah, you can't, you can't, not in the same ballpark. Yeah. I'll tell you what, when we come back, there's just so many things to talk about, but the most fascinating thing that you talk about is he calls it a life review. Did you know every one of us is going to get a life review? Be right back. We will be right back to It's Supernatural! Are you looking for a good quality used car, but don't want to pay an arm and a leg? Well, come into Rainy Used Cars. We have the largest selection in the Southeast. Whether you want a pickup or a quality SUV from mom, you'll find a variety of vehicles to choose from. We even finance. So come in today. You'll find a Rainy Used Cars located near you. life experience that had quite an impact on the person and on you. Uh, one man I interviewed was an atheist college professor um, who was taking a group of students on a tour of museums in Paris. His lower duodenum rush, ruptured. Uh, usually within five hours you die. Uh, there was no surgeon on call in the hospital. After nine hours he, he was in the most pain he's ever been in. He passed. But what he finds is he's standing beside the bed. He thought when you die, it's like unplug the computer lights out. But he found himself standing by the bedside and felt more alive than he'd ever felt before. He felt great. One minute he feels the worst he's ever felt, then he feels great. Now here's what's fascinating. You know, time and space and distance work different on the other side. So he, he's confused. He thinks he's still alive. And he's trying to get his wife's attention, but of course he can't. Right. Well. A group of people are standing in the hallway of the hospital. He can't quite see them. And they say, Howard, come with us. And, and, he's, and he thinks they're the hospital staff taking him to get surgery finally. And he follows them. And make a long story short, I write the full thing in Imagine Heaven. But they, 
they lead him to an outer darkness, just like what Jesus talked about. And he starts to realize they're deceiving me. And he tries to go back and they turn and they maul him. And he said he was laying there and he doesn't know if it was an eternity or how long thinking about his life. And he had not been a good man. He had he had committed adultery on his wife. He had been self-centered, all these things. And he, he realized, I deserve this. And in that moment, a song came into his mind from when a neighbor had taken him to church. It, as a kid, Jesus loves me. Couldn't even remember the rest of the tune. And something inside of him just cried out, enough, Jesus, if you're real, save me. And a pinpoint of light begins and comes into this darkness, ends up this brilliance, brighter than the sun, hands reach out, pick him up and hold him as he sobs like a baby, realizing this man I have cursed my whole life is real. And there in the presence of angels gives Howard a life review. (laughs) Well, one more thing. Howard, after that life review, comes back after two years, leaves his tenured college professorship, becomes a pastor. His wife's still an atheist. She divorces him, but he's been a pastor ever since. Truly, I mean, Damascus Road. You know, so he had this life review. We're going back to that. What is a life review? Yeah, this is another commonality, that in the presence of of Jesus, he replays their lives for them. Now, what's interesting is um, it's like a panoramic revisiting your life, but from the perspective, not only of yourself, but the people you interact with. And what's, what's interesting, like, like Howard said to Jesus, you're skipping the most important part of my life, you know, when I got this great award for artist of the year and professor of the year. And Jesus said, that's not what's important. He said, I want to show you the students. And he showed him how he interacted with the students and what was going on in his mind and what was going on in the student's heart. And, and he shows us how our interactions, he shows us what Jesus said. Even when you give a little cup of cold water to a child, it matters Every act of kindness ripples throughout humanity, but our negative things ripple throughout humanity as well. And, uh, you know, one of the things that confounds me, quite honestly, is that some come back in the presence of this God of love. They never want to leave, but they don't seek him. That's hard. But others come back and they seek him and they discover he's Jesus and they give their hearts to him. And uh, in the latter chapters of Imagine Heaven, I talk about rewards in heaven because I think, I think it is so misunderstood. You know, even that life review, that is not judgment. It's just what Jesus said, that there's no motive or thought or deed that won't be laid bare. But it, that's, that should not scare us. He already sees everything. It's all laid bare right now. We think we can hide from God. We can't hide from God. We're only hiding from ourselves. But here's the thing. There is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, and he wants us to know that now. You know what? You have said enough. (laughs) You should give your life to God right now. That's what you should do. As of now, live for heaven and bring heaven on earth. Absolutely. Call now and get John Burke's powerful book and hardcover devotional, Imagine Heaven. 
and his anointed three-part audio CD set, Eyewitness to Heaven. This is an exclusive package for our rich supernatural audience, yours, for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9594. Through John Burke's powerful book, Imagine Heaven, you will read the true stories of 100 different near-death survivors, including doctors, avowed atheists, college professors, bank presidents, people of all ages and cultures. They died and experienced life after death. Then they came back to life. The common experiences shared by all of them points to the glorious picture of heaven that is promised in the Bible, helps you better understand what it will be like to meet your relatives and even past relatives from your family line explains what heaven is like, what God is like, and how you will have a purpose and destiny that begins here on earth and lasts for all eternity. Helps you understand that some who had near-death experiences encountered hell. It changes the way you live today. It changes people's view of God when they realize how much that He loves us. You will also receive John's beautiful hardcover devotional book, Imagine Heaven. Now you can meditate on the realities of heaven with this beautiful anointed devotional. Each of the 100 devotionals includes a near-death story, a scripture, a short teaching, and a prayer for you to receive your breakthrough. Included in this exclusive offer is John Burke's powerful three-part audio CD set, Eyewitness to Heaven. Through listening to this series, you will know that each person who went to heaven experienced a beauty that filled their soul with peace and overwhelming love imparted to them in the presence of Jesus. In this series, you will hear John Burke's powerful teaching on the afterlife, revelations from John's decades of research, John's astonishing interviews with actual eyewitnesses to heaven, don't miss out on getting John Burke's powerful book and hardcover devotional, Imagine Heaven, and his anointed three-part audio CD set, Eyewitness to Heaven. This is an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9594. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9594 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Thanks again for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Also, give us a like. We welcome any comments or suggestions you might have. We also ask you to subscribe so that you will be notified of all our future episodes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Watchman on the Wall podcast. (music) 